Hold your applause. <laughs> oh, yes. no, go ahead, sorry. And now to give his inauguration speech, your new president, President Trenton. Woo! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Give him all! Yeah, buddy. I, uh, I shoot a wink and a gun right to that guy. You shoot him in the head? Yeah, I say that. How'd you do that? I don't know. I shoot... It's... it's, it's my fellow Americans, uh, so glad to be with you today. Uh, we love you! I know you do. And I love you, random citizen. <laughs> uh, during my, uh, on the campaign trail, uh, when I was uh, uh, campaigning for this wonderful position of this wonderful country, I promised a pony to every American. And today, that dream is becoming a reality. Day one, I'm signing an executive order. <gasps> A pony for every American. Wouldn't that be expensive to the taxpayers? Well, we're switching to a pony-based economy. Explain. So the ponies, right, um, it depends on how many ponies you own is how rich you are. The ponies will create fertilizer, which will help our farmers. And farmers, that's the lifeblood of America right there. <laughs> Can you say I'm wrong, fellow citizen? How many ponies does it take to be considered rich? Eh, well, we'll figure that out. It's called capitalism. It figures itself out. <laughs> Everybody decides the price of their pony. That's just how it works. Anyway, uh, we're also going to be switching to clean energy. Um, and by that, I mean we're going to have massive power plants powered by zombies. Uh, we are going to put little brains on sticks. <laughs> in front of the zombies and we're going to tie them to their foreheads and they're going to walk in never-ending circle and that is going to power our pony-based economy. Is that a front to God? No. Woo! <laughs> yeah! Uh, we will also be delivering uh, all packages. Uh, we will be doing away with the postal service. We will be doing away with uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, we are partnered with Amazon, however, and Mr. Bezos and... Uh, we will be uh, delivering all packages on uh, propeller monkeys. So, <laughs> they are currently endangered, and we figured if we gave them jobs, they'd be able to bring themselves back from the brink. So, we are going to, we're going to raise the unemployment percent for all propeller monkeys. Yes. And only propeller monkeys. Lower the unemployment rate. Oh, raise the employment rate. I see. <laughs> I see. Sorry, sorry. I got you wrong, buddy, in the crowd. <laughs> anyway, so, and that is it. Uh, I look forward to a wonderful America. Uh, I'm, a, uh, I'm a friendly fascist. I'm a tyrant. You can trust. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and uh, my, my next speech, I will be talking about the moral and oral decay of, of, of America. And we'll get back into brush. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, I can't believe it. You're our 60th president, Trenton. It's so crazy. Yeah, I know. I had to future-proof this a little bit, so, yeah. so it's not outdated immediately. Yeah. Kanye West paved the way for my presidency. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. In fact, all of the things you said made a lot more sense than anything Kanye did during his presidency. <laughs> I don't. I didn't realize his. I didn't really like his licking wall tax. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one was interesting. Yeah. He tried a Yeezy-based economy. And it just. It just didn't work. Yeah, and all the money he spent on Kanye coin. Yeah, it's ridiculous. 
Mrs. Miller. She was a great. She was a great president. Oh yeah, Zombie Mrs. Miller really blew things out of the water. Yeah, she did. Goodness gracious. Yeah. What a what a woman. She actually made it illegal to be sad. That was awesome. That was awesome. You would not believe. So she sold lots of drugs. Uh, it turns out threatening people with a gun and saying be happy. It works. It works. It freaking works. Everyone was happy. Now, as your, you know, your vice president. Uh, when did we decide on that? Well, you're gone. <laughs> Train the swamp. <laughs> you and you alone are the swamp. I wish I was told that before now. Yeah, sorry. After spending. Sorry, All this go, time. Well, sorry, I'm already elected. Right. <laughs> already put me in power. That is the issue. How I think did you, that happen? I, I think you have to go through Congress. So until then, well, um, uh, I have. We'll figure it out. I have some things uh, I would like to run by you. Okay. Being a president, you also you're a reflection of all the presidents that came before you, and you have to learn from their mistakes. For you to make a better tomorrow. <laughs> already done. <laughs> already done. So what I thought we can do is we can go through the history of different U.S. presidents and take a look at some of their secret quirks, some of their things that made them so unique, and maybe we can use that to pilot the next four years of your candidacy. Mm -hmm. Um, The the snowplow of innovation (laughs) will be led by the quirks of the past. (laughs) It makes sense, doesn't it? 100%. Okay. So let me go oh, ahead. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Actually, I think somebody else did try this though. Uh, Zuckerberg, <laughs> uh, the the fifty fifth president. Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> uh, it's kind of crazy. He killed himself just so he can look better at a role as <laughs> a robot. Dang, he looks good. My, my chromium husband. People thought he looked too much like a robot, so he did himself in, put his conscious in a bot yeah. that looks more like an android, and people like it way more. He turned his legs into wheels and his arms into rocket pods. Where are my bitches? Uh- <laughs> he installed a Keurig in his chest. I would vote for him. We did. We already did. Well, I mean, at, at the time, I, I, I just well, voted. he got a well, he got 100% of the vote. The, the voting process has really become streamlined. <laughs> when Americans no longer needed to vote. Well, it goes by the conscious thought, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. people think, think it is rigged and it doesn't actually go by conscious thought, but 100% of the vote went to Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, well, a lot of people thought it was suspicious that we used these neural implants that Zuckerberg did design. Um <laughs> Um, <laughs> I wanted to vote for the corgi who could play croquet, but for some but reason... Somehow, somehow he swayed me. <laughs> somehow he swayed me. I don't know. Uh, he is one heck of a president. Anyway, go ahead. Man, corgi was robbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. All right. Anyway, you have an important meeting... Yes. ...with... West Korea. <laughs> West Korea, yeah. yeah. Important meeting with West Korea soon, but uh, I think... That was one heck of a fracture. <laughs> that was one heck of a fracture. Well, they they, they take they took no, over no. all of Russia, and then they split that into four Koreas. Yeah, yeah. Well... <laughs> well... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they split into four Koreas, but they took people from North and South Korea. It was the strangest country change-up we've ever seen. And Russia is now North Korea. Yeah. This is what a wacky world. Yeah. Man, everything was simpler back in uh, 2023, where 
Or we just had to worry about a podcast or something. Right or something? Yes. Yeah. Other side, there you go. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Well, it's been hanging there for like an hour. What, what is it? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. It's like some slug. I anyway. really didn't look like it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a booger. Well, okay. So your uh, your appointment with the West Korea official uh, Jim Bay. Uh, <laughs> is going to happen in exactly an hour. So I'll try to rush this up for you while we wait for him. Okay, that's good. All right, here we go. Okay, so this really, really old pamphlet comes from the year 2023. Um, and it is uh, The Secret Quirks of 45 U.S. Presidents, and this was from Reader's Digest. So... Uh, what? Hold on, hold on. Wait, sorry, I'm getting a call. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One o'clock? All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm there. I just made a racquetball appointment with a Buddha boy. <laughs> Buddha boy? Yeah, Buddha, Buddha boy? Bu- Buddha's disciple. <laughs> his apprentice. Buddha well, boy. He has a big beat on his chest. Well, they they cloned Buddha from all... From, from <laughs> and he's seven. I can't wait to play him. There are multiple Buddhas, yeah. um, but Buddha boy is the most popular one. By far. <laughs> You ever seen Syndrome? He looks just like him. <laughs> it's me, Buddha Boy! <laughs> yeah! I can't wait. Man, frick West Korea. <laughs> I want to play with Buddha Boy. <laughs> Go ahead. Freak West Korea. <laughs> Freak him! <laughs> that's an insult that... That, that's an insult that no one can be upset it about. It really doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Freak West Korea. <laughs> that makes as much sense as the E meme. Yeah. <laughs> With Markiplier's face on part one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so uh, this was made by Elizabeth uh, Yucko. Or Yuko. Yeah, probably Yuko. <laughs> Yucko. Man, if she's listening to this, man, that just gave up some childhood trauma. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. I don't even know these people that call me Yucko. Transferred directly to high school. <laughs> okay, so we're just going to go through this list and just see. I, I We're flying blind here, because uh, we'll be discovering with it. So, um, the first one, uh, first president was who? George Washington. Exactly. Good job. Do not put me on the spot like that for anyone other than the first. <laughs> okay. Don't freaking dare. George Washington's dentures were made of something much more, much worse than wood. Um, Boar's teeth. Well, did, did you know that they weren't fully made of wood? Yeah. They were made of a combination of, of animal bone and... And some pulled human teeth. Yeah. Um, there is speculation that some of these... Uh, oh, some of the pe- uh, teeth he purchased were from enslaved people who worked from him. Uh, this sounds too horrific to be true. The sales receipts from the purchase of the teeth still exist. So he kept the receipt of buying people's teeth for his own did. teeth. We, they didn't have dentists back then, you know, good dentists that could make freaking fake dentures, and they didn't have the technology to do it. So how is he going to chew his food, huh? But think of the slaves. Would it have been better if the slaves chewed the food for him? Maybe. Well, they got paid for their teeth. <laughs> I hope it was a lot. I hope it was a lot. But man, that just sounds like something straight out of a horror movie to me. <laughs> oh my gosh, you paid for their teeth. No. no. <laughs> It'd be a horror movie if you took them. Well, well okay, imagine you, you imagine <laughs> Trent, you were so poor, you had no choice but to sell your teeth. You well, feed, you're assuming that you they feed, pulled them. 
You feed me groceries. Yeah, it says they pulled them. Oh, does it? Yeah. They- oh, well, that's cheating. You didn't tell me that part. <laughs> yeah, they were pulled. Oh, this, this is a dystopian horror movie. <laughs> this is freaking terrifying. Yeah. Here's a proposition. Georgie boy, he's not taking care of his teeth. They fell out. Uh, but you, you got prime teeth. Ooh, look at those teeth. That's kind of just but paying. Which, but which teeth did they pull? Um, well, eventually he had a full set of teeth, so... If he just pulled one canine from, like, 15 different people, he'd have freaking shark teeth. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if someone paid me a significant sum, I'd probably sit... No, no, I probably wouldn't. I wonder why people think he had wooden teeth. Is it just because it's easier to deal with? Uh, fairly odd parents. <laughs> Everyone. Everyone's conscience dates back to fairly odd <laughs> Correct. Uh, anyway. That was the first quirk. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Time for the second president. Who was who? Um, John Adams. Correct. Okay. Um, Gosh, see, what I, what I freaking say, I'm going to look like an idiot. You're no, going to hey, look like a freaking hey, idiot. Hey, John Adams. John Adams. Go ahead. Uh, John Adams uh, once shared a bed with Benjamin Franklin. That's fun. The second president of the United States was a pretty interesting guy who lived to be 90 years old. And during his long life, he had plenty of adventures and experience, including bunking with fellow family. Plenty, plenty of adventures, including shacking up with Ben. <laughs> including bunking with fellow founding father. Doing what? Oh, bunking. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Benjamin Franklin. Um, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, why are we on Home Depot? No. Okay, there we go. Uh, as both men were headed from Philadelphia to Staten Island for a meeting, they ended up traveling through New Brunswick, New Jersey. Oh, yeah. They must have, that must have been a popular spot because there was only one bed available that night. The chamber was little larger than the bed, without a chimney, and with only one small window, Adams wrote. That's the only thing? He shared a bed with Benjamin? I shared a bed with you before. It's true. It's true. You snore loudly. I do. Yeah. I do. Especially with the strep throat I have. Yeah. Do you you have right now? Do you think... Why am I sitting so close (laughs) to you? What the freak is wrong with you? Do you think... This is how you bring it up? I thought you were over it. Do you think, like, John Adams and Ben Franklin, like, they were touching feet a lot throughout the night? Yeah, and they went... (laughs) They giggled like that. I bet they did giggle. That's an intro. Yeah, okay. Sure. I, I was they, joking, but I mean, I bet John. I bet John was giggling, and Ben was like, "I want to get out of here so bad." Or yeah. the opposite. Oh, so Ben was the pitcher, is what you're saying. <laughs> he was definitely the alpha bed mate. But the bed, the John giggled while he touched his feet, and then Ben <laughs> over. Come here, boy. <laughs> was he a keyboard elf? <laughs> He does look like one. All right. There we go. All right. The third president. There's going to be somebody that's really proud of their their lineage as like a a, a grand, great, 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 great grandson of John Adams. And we just accused him of of being a closeted homosexual. I'm just shacking up with. I wouldn't say closet homosexual. I just think he's just ticklish. Right. Okay. I see. Someone's going to be watching this that's going to be so horribly offended. <laughs> Clutching his coffee until the coffee book breaks. <laughs> Not tra- my great granddaddy. It's going to track us down like Dennis and Spongebob. Anyway. <laughs> the third president. Who is? Tom, Tom, 
Mastodon. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he loved Mastodons. Who doesn't? Like many kids, Thomas Jefferson went through a phase where he wanted to become a paleontologist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and study ancient life forms. Oh, yeah. Except he didn't really outgrow it. More than anything else, he was fascinated with Mastodons, a type of prehistoric elephant. Even after he moved into the White House, Jefferson spent time with Mastodon bones, spreading them out across the floor. Part of his interest stemmed from the fact that he believed that Mastodon still existed in the American West. Oh, he's an idiot. Uh, in fact, it's one of the primary reasons he sent Lewis and Clark on their expedition when they <laughs> discovered the undiscovered West. Hey, dude, come on. Maybe he was just thinking of elephants. <laughs> yeah. Idiot, those are elephants, stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's it, that's fascinating. Yeah. That he just had mastodon bones in the White House. Now, how am I applying any of this to my presidency? So the fourth president is J- James. James. Gordon? No. James. Blue. No, James. Uh, o- O'Keefe? Madison. That was oh, good. That okay. was good. James Madison was a pocket-sized president. <laughs> pocket-sized? <laughs> he was a pocket-sized president. That's interesting. We tend to think... Uh, presidents of figures that loom large, literally and figuratively. But that wasn't the case with James Madison, who was 5'4 and weighed less than 100 pounds. Daggum. Um, That's insane. It didn't help matters that his voice was especially weak, which made it difficult for people to hear him when he spoke or made speeches. Though he was known for his intellect, his stature and demeanor didn't go unnoticed. The wife of Virginia politician once labeled him the most unsociable creature in all of existence. Dang, um, <laughs> That's not a kind description a of a man considered the father of the Constitution. <laughs> what if he was like an inch tall? Uh, and a literal pocket sized president? I, I don't know. What do, you want me to, <laughs> what do you want me to say? I keep him in my pocket? Well, he's dead. I'd carry him around. He'd be my Jiminy Cricket. I would wear his skeleton as a necklace. <laughs> what a dead punch. <laughs> I think that's infinitely more horrifying. Well, you don't think it would be cool to... Okay. What? No. <laughs> a a, a one-inch... What is wrong with you? <laughs> one-inch skeleton necklace. That would be a fad. That, that, that would be a fad. Yeah. If he actually was a one-inch tall man. Yeah, I have to bump into a pygmy James Madison <laughs> <laughs> around my neck. It's a good luck charm. Just imagine. I mean, like, back then, it really didn't matter what you looked like because all that mattered is what you wrote. People read what you wrote and voted based on that. There was no photographs, really. There was just mm-hmm. paintings. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you looked at this man right now, you would not think that he was... <laughs> The Virgin of the Virgin Chad meme. No. No, certainly not. <laughs> what a tiny boy. Uh, so, avoid being pocket-sized. Okay, that's okay. good. That's good. I'll keep, I'll keep that in mind. Fifth president was Mr. James... Gordon. Nope. Blue. James... Madison? No. <laughs> what? James... Ma... 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 You're making me look stupid. James Monroe. Freak you. I don't, I've never even heard of him. I'm sorry, Mr. President. Uh, <clears throat> okay. James Monroe's fashion was outdated. I didn't go to freaking history class. To those of us living in the year 
well, back then, 2020. Uh, <laughs> the clothing worn by America's earliest presidents looked pretty similar. Dark pants, high-waist socks, black buckled shoes, topped off with powdered wigs. But to hide we, their syphilis scars. But in, <laughs> that's, that's a fact. But in reality, fashion is constantly changing, even back then. That's what made James Monroe's clothing choices really stand out. He was the last president to stick with the fashion of the Revolutionary War period. Yeah, he was. Earning him the nickname, The Last Cocked Hat. <laughs> Dude. What? Let's, let's see him. <laughs> there he is. Freaking classy. What a pimp. Is he wearing a freaking he's wearing pinstripe a, pantsuit? He's wearing like a ruffled collar. Yeah, dude. Well, everyone else is just wearing pants and a blazer. I think it looks cool. Um, one man who visited the White House in 1825 had this to say about Monroe's appearance. He is tall and well-formed. His dress plain, his dress plain in his old style, and in the old style, small clothes, silk hose, knee buckles, and pumps, fashioned with buckles. His manner was quite quiet and dignified. Quiet and dignified. Um, I, I mean, I think this man right here is a good, giving a good idea of peacocking right here. Like, I'd vote for him. Peacocking? Yeah. You mean like freaking showboating? Uh, yeah. He, nah, nah. Nah, he's classic, man. He's classy. <laughs> well, I guess that's kind of... Well, a little bit. No, peacocking is obnoxious. He, sta- he stands out in a room. I bet people found it a little obnoxious. Nah. Like, you come out here with a frilled collar and you don't think you're a little bit obnoxious? That guy loved it. That guy that visited loved it. That's true. I mean, you wouldn't change how you dress. You never did, Mr. President. You're still wearing your hold-up <laughs> hold shorts. It, it, and it, it denotes power. A strong president doesn't change his fashion. You know what I mean? Clothes are functional, and he found them functional. Stylish. There is nothing functional about the outfit. It's sure the opposite of I mean, functional. Yeah. yeah, they didn't have. Yeah, they didn't have. Uh, they didn't have basketball shorts back then. I don't want a president who needs eighteen hours to get dressed. That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> At that point, if I have to wear my knee buckles, <laughs> I would just say, "Screw it, no knee buckles today." <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, that's fair. Okay, next president, uh, after James Monroe, was John... Kerry. Quincy... Adams. Yes! See, he's just lying. He knows these no, people. No, I don't. Look, first of all, before I even look at it... Look I may have heard... Name. I've probably heard most of these names. What, what the freak, Ebenezer? <laughs> he looks Is so Is that scary. Ebenezer Scrooge? John Quincy Adams looked like he saw a ghost. He looks like the freaking... <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge. Haunted Mansion? No. What what hollow? Oh, uh, uh, Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. <clears throat> okay, let's see. Um, John Quincy Adams enjoyed early morning skinny dipping. Oh, I've heard about that. Look at this face and just imagine him naked in the morning. Mm-hmm. I've heard about that. I already did before I even looked at it. I was way ahead of the freaking article. <laughs> America's sixth president was second generation commander-in-chief and a pretty serious guy. But when it came to getting some exercise and fresh air mornings, he had a slightly unorthodox method. Skinny dipping and the Potomac River at 5 a.m. The Potomac. The, the Potomac, yes. Writing in his diary in 1818, seven years before he would assume the office of president, Adams detailed his morning routine. 
I rise usually between four and five, walk two miles, bathe in the river, and walk home, which occupies two hours. Read or write, or more frequently, I'd idly waste the time till eight or nine when we breakfast. Read or write till twelve or one. When I go to the office now, usually in the carriage at the office till five, and then home till dinner. After dinner, read newspapers till dark. Soon after which I retire to bed. That's wow. That's a, <laughs> that's a regimented schedule. This man would be a serial killer today. <laughs> well, there wasn't that much to do. You know, he sounds like me if you just replace the newspaper with a video game. <laughs> what would he write about? Just anything? Everything. Fanfics? Sure. Why not? <laughs> John Quincy Adams, a modern-day DeviantArt. Yeah, the freaking the, the fanfics about, about John Adams and, and uh, Benjamin Franklin were going to write themselves. First written by John Quincy Adams, his slash fiction about his friends. <laughs> Maybe they hate each uh, other. Under two quilts. <laughs> oh, tw- twin quilts. That's what it is. All right, this president broke back hotel. <laughs> ben, stop! Ben quitted. And then, standing What's in the he? doorway, was John Quincy Adams. <laughs> Rock hard abs dripping with river water. Is there room in that bed for three? <laughs> Factually, no, but we could make some room. And Ben said, no, you stay over there and watch. <laughs> tickle, tickle. <laughs> the next president's on the $20 Man, I just don't get these fanfics from 1800. I know. I just I know. don't get them. They could have made that bed bigger for all of them. Yeah, that's true. Uh, heard of construction, <laughs> dummy? John Quincy Adams took a hammer and broke one of the walls down to make the bed bigger. <laughs> that way everyone on the street could watch. <laughs> could watch their tickle party. <laughs> John kept screaming and crying on the ground. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no! My marital bed! <laughs> okay. The next president is on the $20 bill. These guys are about to crawl out of their freaking grave and come kill us. I would like to see them try. Just don't make more zombies, man. Dude, they could be decrepit and literal bones and they could still kill you. I don't think they can. I think I could kick John Quincy Adams' ass right now. John Quincy Adams? No. The freaking the guy that freaking skinny dipped every day. Yeah. Yeah, he would kill you. He's been doing nothing since he died. He would destroy you. I'd kick his ass. I bet I could just cough on it and his bones would turn into nothing. Shut if they're not already nothing. Um, next president's on the twenty dollar bill. Who is it? Mm-hmm. Andrew Jackson. That's right. Don't say mm-hmm. I did You know this. I knew his face. I didn't know his name. Well, um, I guess I did. The face on the twenty dollar bill did not believe in paper currency. I feel that. I feel that, Mr. Andrew. <laughs> Andrew Jackson had a lot of, lot of strong opinions, including some that resulted in duels. Yeah, he did. Man after my own heart. Oh, man, this guy sucks. I love him already. Oh, I hate Andrew Jackson. But one of, the, one of his uh, more unusual stances was on paper money, namely that it shouldn't exist. These feelings stems from a time when he took a financial hit because of devalued paper notes. 
-hmm. and therefore believe that paper currency should not be insured by state and or national banks. Instead, he preferred that only gold and silver be used as currency. I feel that. Not only did Jackson's wish fail to come true, but he also ended up on the $20 bill, as well as previous iterations of the $5, $10, $50, and $10,000 bills, as well as the Confederate $1,000 bill. Um, So, there you go. I mean, come on. Is he wrong? Hmm? Is he wrong? Coins would be so much of a hassle to carry. Is that all you think about? That's convenient. You can't devalue something that has a limited uh, amount. I mean, that's true. So it'll always stay stay stagnant. You can, you're not going to have an inflation problem like in Zimbabwe. Do you know how much of an inflation issue they have? Mm-hmm. They're like $10 trillion note is like a dollar here. I'm not kidding. <laughs> but, that's, that's serious. They, but, they have a real inflation problem. But... Imagine credit cards don't exist. Sure. You want to buy a refrigerator. Bring your gold. <laughs> hey. <laughs> well, hey, but here's, the, here's the thing. When we had the gold currency, we could still use paper money. It's not like the paper money didn't have to exist. No, he, wants, it, he said no paper money. That's the problem. Well, I'm saying they had notes. They had notes corresponding to an amount of gold. Yeah. That exactly corresponded, so you could trade the notes, and then you could get the gold from the bank. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do think now that, we're not on a gold currency at all. So the more the more money printing. they print, that's called inflation. It devalues the currency. You couldn't devalue gold when it really existed. I mean, I I did like the gold standard because it makes it so. Like right now, inflation is going crazy. I could, then again. Honestly, I, I mean, I could see arguments for the gold standard not working so well as a nation gets larger. Yeah, we are a huge nation. Yeah, one of the biggest in the world. There would be a lot of poverty just because people couldn't even have the gold. Right. Well, yeah, I guess it depends on how small the gold is. I mean, there's plenty of freaking gold to go around. but We just need to stop doing gold and silver and do something that we can actually use a little bit more. Aluminum. Uh <laughs> <laughs> We're on the aluminum plastic. <laughs> I love plastic. I don't know why we're not on the plastic standard. Yeah. Man, this guy's a revolutionary. <laughs> okay. Next one is uh, the one. Of, I will say, by the way, though, uh, all that to say, I'm not an economist. <laughs> don't come at me. Oh, no. We're just two idiots uh, who work at a theme park. <laughs> I'm, I'm adorably smart. <laughs> and I'm just there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're adorably present. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, because I'm a gift. <laughs> That's right. That's right. This is the next guy. Keeps on giving even when you ask him not to. Look at this face. Love the face. Okay, who is he? You know this one. Yeah, you know this one. I had this guy uh... as my second grade. He was the president. I had to do a whole presentation on. Oh shoot! Uh, 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 uh. Martin, oh, Burris. You're Martin, so close. Martin Burnside. No, you're so close. Burns. One more. Burton. Yes, yes, you got oh. it. Martin Van Buren. Oh, Van Buren. You're so good. I said Burton. All right. Martin Van Buren. Okay, there you go. Martin Van Buren was the first president to actually be born in the United States. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, born in Kinderhook, New York in 1782, mm. Martin Van Buren was the f- 
first president technically born in the United States of America. In other words, he was born after the Revolutionary War. But despite holding this place in history, he was also the only president whose first language was not English, it was Dutch. Mm. This was the case because the village of Kinderhook was relatively isolated and had a large Dutch-speaking population, which included Van Buren's parents. As a result, the eighth president did not know how to speak English uh, until he attended school in the late 1780s. Uh, Oh, we're still, what the freak? We're still in the 1780s? Yeah, yeah. You got a lot to catch up to until we get to uh, modern day. Man, I'm not yet, I really don't want to say anything because then I'll just look even more ignorant and stupid about my own country. Mm -hmm. Nothing. What? Nothing. Oh, come on. No. You're being recorded, it's fine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 1776. Wait, okay, well... 1776. 1776 was the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, that's when we like started becoming... Is that not when we had our first president? Um... Was a term not four years? It was... Well, well it was... You see lot, what I'm saying? I think it was a lot If different. George Washington was in 1776, how was this guy in 1780 when he's the ninth president? <laughs> I think presidencies were a little bit different back then. Yeah, I mean, I know they they instituted later on a term limit. Well, seventeen eight oh no seventeen eighties is when he attended school, not when he became president. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay, Sorry. there we go. My bad. All right, next one. Ooh, one of my favorite presidents, William Henry Harrison. The fat one? No. Oh, that's Taft. Um, William Henry Harrison died in office like almost immediately that, that's his claim to fame is that why you love him so much <laughs> i think he's so funny he barely did anything um william henry harrison's feud with uh native americans ended in natural phenomenon oh before he was the ninth president william henry harrison was the governor of the indiana territory but this area was much larger than president day indiana it was accompanied the f- it encompassed the future state of Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, and uh, Minnesota, and Wisconsin from 1801 to 1812. Good night. While attempting to annex land belonging to the Native Americans, uh, Harrison was in a feud with the Swanee leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I cannot pronounce their names, so I'm not going to try. Do it. Um, no, no, no. I looked ignorant. Do it. Tecumseh and his brother... Tenskwatawa, a self-proclaimed prophet. Oh. Part of this involved Harrison writing Tenskwatawa, a letter taunting him and his alleged prophetic abilities, requesting that he cause the sun to stand still, the moon, uh, Move your thumb. <laughs> Why are you trying to read with your thumb blocking the word? Requesting that he cause the sun to stand still, the moon to alter its course, the rivers to cease to flow, or the dead to rise from their graves. As it turns out, this did happen when there was a solar eclipse. Summer, summer of 1806. <laughs> so, man, was he probably terrified. Yeah, he was like, oh, God! If you're such a prophet, make a solar eclipse happen. Right. <laughs> I'd run. Yeah. I'd run. Where? <laughs> run to where? It covers everything. Yeah. That place was huge. And also, he died in office from a very bad illness. Maybe it was also part of the uh, prophecy. A single state is massive. Freaking like five states all in one. In the end, it was huge. 
There's no way out of Indiana. <laughs> Dude, it is hard to even imagine a landmass that large, really. Uh, Russia? Uh, no. no. Yeah, you can you you can imagine it? Stand in it. How far do you have to go in one direction? You see what I'm saying? That's what I mean by imagine it. I know it exists. I'm not a freaking <laughs> Antarctica. Yeah. But imagine you try to leave Indiana... And uh, the just border just keeps getting larger. Yeah. You just keep looking at the map. You don't have enough stars to leave Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Bowser's border. Instead of Bowser's, sorry, instead of Princess Peach's castle, why couldn't we just have all of Mario 64 take place in Indiana? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, this one you're I don't so right. This guy I don't really know just from looking at him. That is, uh, heck, I know. Oh, it's John Tyler. Hi, John Tyler. I don't know him. John Tyler was quite he, he virile. Looks, he looks like uh, Bill Maher. <laughs> Doesn't he? <laughs> he does look like Bill Maher. The 10th president, John Tyler, had more children than any other president. Okay. A total of 15 children... With two different wives. Jeez. And they probably... And they probably hate him. <laughs> they love him enough to have that many kids. <laughs> his first eight children were born with his first wife, uh, who fell ill and died in the White House in 1842. Aww. Their names were Mary, Robert, and John uh, Latita. Latita? Latita? Oh, Letitia. <laughs> What? what? Letitia. Is That's that, a name, dude. Is that Letitia? Yes. There's, there's no... a T. There's an I T I A. Letitia. L E T I T I A. All right. Letitia. Elizabeth Alice and Tazewell. Tazewell. <laughs> Tazewell. That one's definitely Tazewell. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 is, that is unequivocally Tazewell. Born of the wrong generation. Man, he was built to be a cop. <laughs> Dude was destined for great. Tyler then had seven additional children with his second wife, Julia. Uh, and their names were David, John, Julia, Lashen, Loslin. Oh, yeah, like Lachlan. Lachlan. Leon, Robert, and Pearl. Believe it or not, two of his grandchildren are still living, or at least they were as recently as 2018. Wow. Just his grandchildren. I hope it was Tazewell. Let's say something bad about this guy, because we know he has a living family. <laughs> I'm just saying... He looks like a... His, <laughs> I'm just saying his wives limped before they died. Uh, <laughs> they were limping women. Freaking jeez. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't say it, but I almost said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh... <laughs> oh, I love them. I love I love those people. I love Tazewell. Yeah, um, I love Tazewell. Big fan. Uh, there's this guy. See him? He looks like a bird. <laughs> he looks like an actual hawk. Well, that's James K. Polk, okay? Oh. You ever seen a thing called the Classified School Survival Guide? Yeah. They went to James K. Polk Middle School. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, the grave, the grave of James K. Polk keeps they, moving. They buried him in the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> the grave keeps moving. When James K. Polk died of what was likely cholera, uh, that sucks. 
Yeah, that's rough. They don't even know. Right after leaving office in 1849. Am I being heard okay back here? I'm kind of leaning back in my chair. I can see you. Yeah, it works. <laughs> Apologies, people. Right after leaving his office in 1849, he was buried in a city cemetery near the outskirts of Nashville. As was customary when someone perished from an infectious disease, then a few months later, he was re-interred near... Re re yeah, re-interred. Re-interred near his Nashville mansion. Polk Place, but alas, uh, that was not to be his final resting place. In 1893, Polk's tomb was moved yet again to the state capitol grounds. Though he has been there for more than a century, uh, litigators in Tennessee are deciding whether to move him uh, a fourth time to his old family home where he grew up in Columbia, Tennessee. Dang. Yeah, in interring someone is putting them in a grave. So reinterring uh, someone is putting them in a different one. I, I, I feel like you should have just kept him in the mansion. I, why, why do we need James K. Polk at the Capitol? Yeah, why do you, yeah. That's well, weird. that's probably what he requested. Um, I would guess. <laughs> they keep finding documents. Oh! Uh, ah, dang it. <laughs> I actually wanted to be buried at the top of Disney World. <laughs> they just keep building up. <laughs> I, uh, like, dang, dang, no. I, listen. Can't even add a second floor without having to move a body. Trenton, if all your family died and I was the only one who had to be like, okay, where's Trenton going? And you requested to do something stupid like ferry me on Everest, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I want you to tie me in a rope and throw me in the ocean. See, the, the, that I can do. Good. Um, put me in a freaking, yeah, put me in a, a cloth bag and throw me in the ocean. And I'll just have to have like all the documentation on metal tablets so they can't dissolve that you wanted that and I can't go to jail for it. Yeah, the bag is right, exactly. <laughs> uh, the bag is just so uh, if I do wash up on shore, nobody has to stare at my bloated corpse <laughs> and let it explode on the beach like a whale. Well, that's generous of you. Yeah. I would just say, you know, don't waste a bag, throw them in the ocean, but you got to think of the people that might find you. <laughs> Uh, you should probably write in big bold letters with don't water. open corpse. Yeah, yeah. Put in big, big, big bold letters with waterproof marker. There is a corpse inside. Do not open. I'm just saying, the burials are freaking expensive and ridiculous. I think they're freaking ridiculous. If, I, if someone buries me in a coffin, I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait in heaven, and when they come, I'm gonna slap them to hell. <laughs> Gonna slap him right out of the pearly gate. Well, I'm surprised you're a religious man. My my mom does not want me cremated because she says when you uh, are resurrected for the rapture, um, your body won't know where to go. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> That's what she says. That's retarded. She said you believe in God, but you don't believe he can make you a body. That's the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Well, also, you decompose. <laughs> Yeah, so it doesn't Part matter. Part of my body is it a is it a maggot's maw? Your body doesn't freaking matter. It's a it's a just a shell. <laughs> if you if you believe in God, it's just a shell for your soul. Throw my body throw my body in the jaws of a shark so it can nourish life. <laughs> you could, oh, you know what? You could bury my body in like an orange grove, and then I and then you could eat the oranges, and you'd be eating me. I would think that would be a little weird. Yeah. There's Trenton, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Tastes like his B.O. <laughs> These are some musky oranges. <laughs> they have to throw away all of the oranges of the entire orange grove because they're infected with your fart smell. I'll make sure right before I die that they inject me with just uber loads <clears throat> of testosterone. These are going to be the most yoked oranges you've ever eaten. <laughs> all right. 
Next one. <laughs> I'm always thinking of others. Eat of me. Eat of me. <laughs> Of me. I'm, so, I'm so generous. Oh, please. It's my fruity fresh. What do all these oranges look like? They're blushing. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Through the tree Everyone face. Yeah, will lay under their own vine and a fig tree. <laughs> they are dead. Uh, all right, next one is uh, Mr. Zachary Taylor. Uh, may not have been poisoned after all. Twelfth eh? President Zachary Taylor spent a lot of years in the military, serving from 1808 to 1848. He participated in several armed conflicts, including the War of 1812, oh, dang. the Black Hawk War, okay. the Second Seminole War. Okay. I don't know how, why it was hard for me to say. And the Mexican War. Hmm. Uh, but despite surviving many wars, Taylor only lasted 16 months in office. Though some initially believed that he was poisoned because of his anti-slavery stance. We now know that was not the case. More than 140 years after his death, Taylor's body was exhumed and scientists uh, conducted tests to determine his actual cause of death. You can do that? No, that's crazy. I don't believe that. As it turns out, he was not poisoned. Instead, he died as a result of cholera. How can that... I mean, like, obviously I'm not a scientist. Cholera can't survive for 140 years. I don't know, man. Does it leave behind markers? Oh, the, well, all of his stuff is decaying. I would wear gloves if I was touching that. <laughs> that's all you're worried about. Yeah. Oh, these markers, brown stains. I... That's freaking crazy to me, but if they say they can do it, okay, I guess. Uh, it is thought that he contracted through this bacteria from eating cherries and drinking milk on a hot summer day. Why exactly he died is one of the 15 presidential mysteries that may never be solved. Dang. Um, now, that one, I, I, Mr. President, you do gotta, you got to worry about. You drink lots of milk. Mm-hmm. You love milk, especially mm-hmm. on a hot summer day. Mm-hmm. So be careful, man, because I think you, it's eat, true. you eat I, cherries once I, in a while, too. I, I do. I do. I do engage <laughs> in the occasional cherry picking. Uh Big fan of milk, huge fan of milk. I'll drink milk all day till the cows come home, and then I'll drink theirs too. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most sixty-year-old thing I've ever said. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you don't go to the doctor. You drink hot milk. I do. <laughs> you, you eat cherries. You're gonna die of cholera. Well, it's a good thing I signed that executive order <laughs> to ban our, cholera. Yeah, our pony-based economy has got to get off the floor real quick because I got about three months to live. <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh, and by the way, for anyone wondering, yes, I did steal all those campaign promises from Vermin Supreme. <laughs> oh, they were? Oh, yeah. 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 He is a friendly fascist. He is a tyrant you can trust. And he is who I voted for. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> Love that guy, though. He was so fun. This guy looks like he makes banana pudding. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're pumped about to die. No, don't worry about it. This guy looks it's like... five percent. This, this guy looks like he can make banana pudding. Yeah, he does. He does. He could make a mean banana pudding. And that is Millard Fillmore. Yes, I've heard of him. He, uh, Millard Fillmore had advanced views on health. Oh. After taking a temp- temperance pledge in his 20s, Millard Fillmore tended to stay away from alcohol and tobacco out of concern for his health. Okay. A viewpoint that was relatively rare at the time. Yeah. It's been reported that he especially vil- he was especially vil- vigilant about the uh, presentation of physical health, 
leading him to take great care to maintain a healthy lifestyle regimen. Um, Hedda Hundle, the host of nationally uh, syndicated radio program that focuses on presidents and the 2020 election, tells readers digest. His position, however, was limited to himself. Fillmore was also known for offering guests a drink from his large collection of spirits. Hmm. So he didn't drink, but he just let, he was like, that's a personal thing. If you want to drink, here's a whole cabinet of alcohol. I feel that. Okay, this guy, hey, this guy's fun at parties. Yeah, he is. You know, he's just like, nah, I'm good, but he's always the designated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> driving horses. Good guy to be around, yeah. Yeah. You can get arrested. You can get a DUI driving a horse. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. It's freaking ridiculous. But I'm not going to, that's probably not going to happen. Ooh. Well, it has happened in, like, Kentucky, like, recently. Whoa, look at this, this guy. This dude's on a freaking horse. Alexander the Great. This is he a, was a president. Look how small his feet are. Like, he, this guy doesn't do legs very well. Yeah. He needs to work on his anatomy. This guy looks like Dennis from Always Sunny. There, there's two ways you can go with anatomy. Either you, you know, study anatomy, human anatomy when you're drawing, or you go Baki the Grappler and just everyone has 17 pecs. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm sure the presidents would not be upset about. The horse looks really buff. Yeah, it does. That is a good-looking horse. Franklin Pierce was arrested in office. Really? I've never heard his name. His feet were too small. They arrested him. Uh, when we think of presidents that have been in trouble for possible crimes while in office, Franklin Pierce may not immediately come to your mind. But that was the case when he was arrested for running over an old woman with his horse. Eh? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> However, in 1853, the court ruled that there was insignificant evidence to convict him, and the charges were dropped. The, the lady's corpse <laughs> outside the courthouse is... I mean, that's a decent... We don't know she died. <laughs> right. In addition, during Pierce's presidential campaign, the Democratic Party had one of the best campaign slogans in U.S. history. We pulped you in 1844. We shall pierce you in 1852. <laughs> uh... <laughs> man... That, yeah, that's that's good. I gotta say, that's good. That old lady at home seeing that slogan is just freaking out. <laughs> he did pierce me ah! with his horns. Ah! <laughs> I would say it like that, lady. Um, <laughs> We're gonna need to speed up. We're not even through. Next is James Buchanan. Uh, he was a lo- lifelong bach- bachelor, sort of. Uh, the 15th president, James Buchanan, was the only president to remain a bachelor his whole life, meaning he was never married. Dang. He was once engaged to a woman named Ann Coleman, but she broke off the engagement and then died a few days later. Uh. Well, that sucks. Yeah. So pre- that's why she broke up. Listen, we're assuming he killed her, <laughs> but maybe let's not go that direction. Maybe she had terminal illness and she was like, I don't want him to have to deal with it. Well, they thought she had cholera, but she was actually poisoned by James Buchanan. Yeah, freaking cholera, man. It was getting everybody. <laughs> cholera and dysentery. Uh, some presidential scholars also hypothesize, so this is like, whatever, that Buchanan I made I wish it... I was high on hypothesize. Hypothesize. <laughs> 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 that was really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that Buchanan may have had at least one romantic relationship with a man. Despite both oh. being independently wealthy... Buchanan and Alabama Senator William Rufus King shared a single room in Washington, D.C. boarding house for more than 10 years. Okay, that is a little, that's a little sus. A little bit. That's why she broke off the engagement. She found him balls deep in (laughs) 
Uh, James Adams. Like, no, Rufus! Why are you in Rufus? Adams, sorry. <laughs> John Adams comes back from the grave just to throw it back on the Listen, break. listen. They, the only thing with with John Adams was one night he spent the night with Ben Franklin. That is a Chris, that is a freaking squeaky clean reputation. <laughs> James Buchanan spends 10 years with, with a man. Uh, and they're just like, it's just a side note. Yeah. Um, Miss Nancy and Miss Fancy. Oh, uh, this did not go unnoticed. Andrew Jackson referred to both of them as Miss Nancy and Miss Fancy. <laughs> and one newspaper described the relationship as conspicuous intimacy. Oh. Oh, Rufus. Oh, Rufus, make me your queen. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, you know what? It's, he, he definitely he has needs something. Some, uh, he needs something. He has some Frasier vibes. <laughs> Frasier wasn't gay. Yeah, but the guy that played him. Right? I don't know. No. Oh, who's this guy? Wait, I'm thinking of the wrong guy. Who is he? <laughs> yeah, who is this one? <laughs> who is he? Don't make me guess. Come on, do <laughs> it. You can do it. Who is he? Who's this man? Yeah, I can see his name. He's tall. <laughs> He's got a beard. He's got hair. He's got a weak chin. He, he, he was a wrestler. He has ears. You know that? Yeah, I know. Yeah, he was a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, okay, top hat? Yeah, yeah. Who is he? Dang it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yes, yes. Good job, good job. Um, I'm a genius. Abraham Lincoln established the Secret Service a few hours before he died. Abraham Lincoln signed litigation creating the U.S. Secret Service on April 14, 1865. Then, a few hours later, John Wilkes Booth assassinated Lincoln during a play at Ford's Theater. A few hours later, goodness gracious. But even if the Secret Service did, did exist that night, it would not have come to Lincoln's rescue. The original purpose of the organization was to prevent and stop counterfeiting money. It was only, only in 1901 after two other presidents have been assassinated, uh, that the Secret Service was tasked with protecting the life of the person who held the highest office in the land. Dang. That would be funny. Uh, they were right next to Lincoln, and the gun pulls out. Wait! It's your bloody legal tender! <laughs> bam! Yeah. Bam, bam! Golly. Okay. Ooh, look at this dork. Wait a minute. I know him. You know him? Yeah, he played Green Goblin. <laughs> What's his name? William Willem Dafoe. Uh, that's Andrew Johnson. Oh, that's, well, I was way off the mark. <laughs> no wonder he's a dork. He adopted a family of mice. Uh, oh. <laughs> though it sounds more like something I out of the Disney world. You call him a dork? Did you call him a dork? I called him a dork. Oh, you jerk. I like, call him the Green Goblin. He looks like he has to come over his hair or he won't be able to sleep. Um, he looks like Willem Dafoe. Tell me he doesn't. <laughs> he looks a little bit like William Dafoe. Um, uh, Andrew Johnson cared for a family of mice that lived in the White House bedroom. After Johnson's 1868 impeachment, he wasn't the most popular guy in Washington, D.C. Fortunately for him, mice don't care about your political career, so he befriended a few, leaving okay. out water and flour for them next to his fireplace. He affectionately referred to them as his little fellows. Aw, that's <laughs> cute. That is pretty sweet. Mice are adorable. He was impeached. Why were you impeached? Didn't like his performance <laughs> in the new Spider-Man movie. There were more of cat people in mm -hmm. Washington, D.C. Yeah, cats. They loved it. You should be able to get this one. 
Oh, Conan O'Brien. <laughs> That's not Conan O'Brien. Um, wait, no, no, Looks no. Looks more like Sean Connery. Who's the guy from The Revenant? Uh, uh, I don't know. It's Ulysses S. Grant. Why the freak would I get that one? He's he's the guy who won the Civil War for the Union, man. Why the freak would I know that? <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I know the start, and I know the end. I just, you don't why, know the end. Why the frick would I know the middle? Why would you not know? You, you, listen, if you know I the said, I mean of America, Dunce. <laughs> it ends with me. <laughs> I have already sold it. <laughs> I sold it. This great grand experiment ends with a pony-based economy. Tonight, tonight, I'm selling it to West Korea. Yeah. Dang um, it. They, they grow in power. <laughs> Well, it's really far west. Yeah, <laughs> north and south are sweating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Actually, I kind of want the Koreas to be spread out. Like, south is Antarctica. West is all of the United States and Canada. That makes no sense. <laughs> it's so spread out. The United States of America. <laughs> on opposite ends of the globe. Well, they're on opposite ends. Uh, north can be North Pole. Okay. And South uh, can be South Pole. East. West. And all, the equator. And, and where South Korea was, that's where East is. West of the equator, uh, East is uh, the east equator. Is, east <laughs> is the smallest. Yeah. Um, all right. Though you most likely know the 18th president as Ulysses S. Grant, in reality, that wasn't his real name. For starters, his first name was Hiram, not Ulysses. Uh, there was a mix-up on his application to West Point, and Grant decided to stick with the version of his name. On top of that, his middle initial S does not stand for anything. Just like fellow President Harry S. Truman, as the final commander of the, uh, oh, and also as the final commander of the uh, Union Army during the Civil War, Grant found his initials U.S. appropriate for his position. His soldiers nicknamed him Uncle Sam thanks to these initials. So he's a liar. Hey. This boy, this boy right here, eats just tasteless cereal. Oh, it's, yeah, Kellogg. Uh, Rutherford B. Hayes and uh, his wife owned the first Siamese cat in the United whoa. States. Upon hearing that Lucy, the wife of 19th President Rutherford B. Hayes, was a fan of cats, David B. Sickles, the American Council in Bangkok, sent the couple a Siamese cat, which happened to be the first feline of that variety in United States history. In a letter in 1878, Sickles wrote, This pussy goes to Hong Kong, whence she will be transshipped by the Occidental and Oriental Line in charge of the purser. purser to San Francisco and then sent by express to Washington. The cat arrived in 1879 and Rutherford and Lucy named it Siam. 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 I don't know. Uh, that, was, that was the name of the freaking... That one guy. No. Oh, that's the, the name of a freaking country. All right. Rom-com name. Let's see. Okay, we have four minutes left. Okay. James A. Garfield was assassinated, but didn't die for the reason you think. Um, I think a reason? <laughs> what reason do you think Garfield died? Uh, Two Mondays. Lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is so stupid. Um, okay. When Charles Gusteau, a former supporter of James A. Garfield, didn't get the un- uh, European uh, ambassadorship that he thought he deserved, he got really angry 
and shot the 20th president twice at Washington, D.C. train station. Uh, the good news was that Garfield received a lot of immediate medical attention from doctors. The bad news is they didn't wash their hands and or medical instruments well enough before poking and prodding in his open wound. As a result, he developed septus, followed by a heart attack, blood infection, and a artery rupture, which is very... <laughs> no, read it. <laughs> read it. Uh, splenic... Spl splenic... Artery rupture. I mean, it's probably splenic, like from the spleen. Man, <laughs> Mondays hit hard. Yeah, they do. Um, I gotta know this. What day, what day of the week did James Garfield die? He stayed alive for 80 days before he died. There what day of the week did... It was James Garfield? James Garfield. James... James A. Garfield. A. Garfield die. What day... What day, man? <laughs> 38th week. What day of the week? Come on. <laughs> we should know this. <laughs> uh, okay. What? Listen, it tells us it's the 38th week. We got to uh, 38th week. We got to go on a calendar. Okay. Wait, wait. If it tells us the date, it told us the date. It told us the date. Did when, it not? When the twentieth of something. When did James Garfield die? On a Monday. Splenic uh, artery aneurysm following sepsis and. Has no one asked this question? This wait, is no, real. No, hold on. On Monday, September nineteenth, eighteen eighty-one. He died on a Monday. In he died on a Monday. <laughs> Give it here. Yeah! <laughs> oh, I feel bad now. Oh, that's great. No wonder he hates Mondays. Yeah. Garfield died on a Monday. Two months before his 50th birthday. God, I hate 49 birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. uh, That's amazing. Oh, my God. Why that's is incredible. No one, why is no one making a bigger deal about this? James Garfield died on a Monday. That's just, they're just telling you what you want to hear. Wait, the real, does Garfield hate Mondays because President Garfield died on a Monday? Someone did ask. Someone asked this. <laughs> Someone asked <laughs> Someone asked this. Stop so whiny. So I've always enjoyed jokes that played on the idea that people named Garfield often share traits with the famous cartoon cat. The Andrew Garfield gags on BoJack Horseman are really some of my favorites in the series. Anyway, we all know that Andrew Garfield, in fact, also loves lasagna and hates Mondays. And no one thinks Bojack... Well, I don't know what this is about. <laughs> I don't know what this is about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, get to the freaking meat. Anyhow, that that has become a recurring theory on why Garfield hates Mondays. <laughs> Thanks. Recurring theory. Thanks a lot. It really seems most likely as though the reason Garfield hates Mondays is because it's a generic joke. Oh, that's... Man, they are trying. They are trying to slander Garfield. People have been complaining about Mondays for as long as we've had a working week. However, there have been a number of other theories over the years, uh, just like this post following the fan theory. Um, so, if the restaurant where Garfield lived as a kitten was closed on Mondays. There would be no fresh warm lasagna or pasta for him to devour. 
That would then force him to turn to leftovers. Stop talking! does not like leftovers. He loves fresh, warm lasagna. Shut up! Therefore, the reason he hates Mondays is because Mondays are when he was a kitten and was forced to subsist on leftover lasagna. So that's the president of James Garfield. So we only got through about half the presidents. I might be in trouble. Okay, okay, okay. We, we're not going to continue this for, you know, you know the, a recording. Yeah. But um, I think... But you're going to keep me captive here until we go through the rest of the facts? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll just go... We'll return to this when we need to, Mr. President. We, I mean, we already know some stuff. Uh, no, 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 no. I think I'm good. Uh, I, I mean, I really don't need to know all these facts. I can't imagine... I can't imagine they're going to come in handy, so I'm just going to... It is me! Uh, I'm going to head out. It is me, the West Korean uh, ambassador, Mr. Gibbles. Uh, oh, hey! Uh, I, I've decided to uh, cancel the meeting. I'm going uh, playing a uh, racquetball of Buddha Boy. Wait, 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 wait. You can't do this to Mr. West Korea. You can't do this to Mr. Gibbles. Listen, buddy, calm down. Let's go play some racquetball. Hey, we'll listen. get you a pony. We'll listen. get you a pony. No, 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 no. You listen here. <laughs> Whoa, 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 man. These are, now. These are cholera waste bullets. No! <laughs> not the cholera! And I have a medical team that does not wash their hands. No! Sepsis! <laughs> Stop! Get ready to say you hate Racket money. ball! <laughs> Sepsis! Cholera! Well... Pebbles, help me. Help me, Pebbles. Looks like uh, I'm the new president. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, I can't wait to make Casual Friday mandatory by death. Um, uh, <laughs> wow, cool. I'm, I'm the president now. Cool. Um, anyway. West Korea hey, is too powerful. Hey, you shut up. Hey, hey, by the way, you did a great job killing him just like how we planned. Good job, West Korea. Thank you, Mr. Gibbles. Um, so anyway, uh, this has been I'll Give You an Hour um, uh, presidential edition. Uh, hail, to, hail to me, baby. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, um, I will be currently the leader of the, the not-so-free nation. And uh, if you want to email me, you can do that at my presidential link, uh, I'll Give You an Hour at gmail.com. Uh, or you can send me an email at my Twitter at Agyapod on Twitter. Uh, with that being you said, said, you said, send an email to your Twitter. Send me an email on my Twitter. Thank you, Corpse. You're welcome, Corpse. Agyapod on Twitter. Um. Anyway, yeah. Uh, send us an email and I'll give you an hour. <laughs> Thank you.